Jammer Sports, the voice of a dad nation. Welcome to On the Rocks with Shark and the Hammer. I'm the Hammer. You can follow me on Twitter at I am Seth Evans. And that's Shark. You can follow him at Kevin Sharky. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys listening in, all of our Shammerhead Nation. Uh, so if you have any thoughts, questions, feedback, hit us up on Twitter at ShammerPod. Uh, we're here for all your Shammerheads and your thoughts. Football was fun again, Shark. I'm super happy to be back and talking to you about this. Uh, I feel like the entire world took a collective, like, we can't talk about football or be excited about it until we know DeMar Hamlin is alive. Um, him sending out messages asking who won the game, the fact that he has some some brain power left, all of a sudden everybody's like, fuck yeah, let's go, it's football time. It's back. Uh, how you feeling? Oh, good. Uh, same. It was, you know, we talked on Thursday of last week is when we recorded, and I wasn't sure, like, where we were going, how this was going to do. Is he going to be okay? Can we enjoy football again? And then he's okay. Quick turnaround. We watched those two games on Saturday, and I'm just like, yeah, man, it's football. Here we go. Let's do it. I'm so excited. I'm excited that he's healthy, everything. It's great. Yeah, yeah, it really took a – it brought the fun back to football because I feel like everyone, everywhere on ESPN, every news site, anything, nobody knew how to talk about this week when there was a ton of shit to talk about. Yeah, I and mean, it's the busiest time of year, but, yeah, it was – quiet it was like you almost felt bad for discussing what's about to happen with the league and the playoffs and the team but now that's gone it's, it's gone so we're back it's week 18 just wrapped up this was a crazy sunday um we were looking at it beforehand and we were going to discuss the week 18 schedule and the issues that arose because i mean the Rams seahawks game was nuts went to overtime seahawks yep. won so the lions were eliminated done so their game was meaningless for them yeah, that was one of the big things we were going to talk about a couple of weeks ago. We speculated on who was going to get the Sunday night game. And we said, you know, Lions-Packers is the dream one, but only if it's a win and in for both. And yeah. then it wasn't a win and in for both. And they still put it up there. I, I don't know. I mean, you're a Lions fan. How do you feel about that? Okay, so I, I've, I've run through the gamut of emotions about this. At first, I was like, this is stupid. Why are we doing this? Uh, if they don't, if the Seahawks win, this is just stupid for the Lions. Yeah. But... But I was looking at the schedule. No matter what, there was going to be one game that had that scenario. And the league had enough faith in Dan Campbell and the Lions that if the game was played, whether they were in or out, they were going to play their asses off. That's the one thing you know you're getting from the Lions this year is they're going to play hard. Sure. So I guess that was the NFL's safeguard in that they knew the game would be competitive. And look, I mean, the Lions won. That was fucking awesome. Um, no, it was great. But yeah, I think that was the only safeguard. It was it was annoying though because I was going crazy screaming about Baker Mayfield, um, <laughs> you know, rooting for fucking Baker. I I heard uh, on a podcast they were talking and they said, uh, "Can you imagine?" They were talking about Lions fans and how rough this must have been to spend a whole day rooting for Baker Mayfield and Jared Goff. <laughs> I mean, and that's I realized like after, it was Twitter shit thing. right there. Yeah, yeah that's not yeah. fair. That's what you do to people in Guantanamo Bay. Uh, yeah, that was brutal, man. That was hard, but like. No. It was a fucking awesome game. Go Lions, man. It was a great game. You know what my takeaway from it is? and I don't know that the Lions got screwed. I think the Lions fans got screwed. Every other team, for as long as I can remember, that has a chance to make the playoffs entering Week 18, they have a chance to make the playoffs when their game starts in Week 18. This is the first time that I can remember since the NFL has kind of really rigged to the Week 18 schedules like we were talking about that they've said, you know – 
we're going to allow this to play out in a way that affects the team prior to them kicking off. And I just think that's unfair to Lions fans. You, yeah, like you deserve the right to watch that game yesterday thinking, oh my God, we're going to win. We won. Now let's check out that overtime and see if it helps us or not. Yeah, but you know what? The, the game, like we always talk about, ratings are king for the they NFL. Are. They don't give a fuck about anybody. Because logically, it should have been the Titans and Jaguars game because that was a win and in. For that was a team. playoff game. That was, the, yep. that was the correct choice. But even so, the Lions having nothing to play for was way more entertaining than the Jags or Titans could be. Oh, no, the Packers-Lions game last night was way better than Titans-Jaguars the night before. Like, it, there, there's no two ways about it. It was a fun game. Yeah. And that's, I think that goes back to like, I, I really liked the Dan Campbell comment um, during like right after the game kicked off, they got him on the sideline and the reporter's like, well, how do you feel? You guys are eliminated. He's like, well, we're just going to make sure the Packers are eliminated too. Cause we don't like those guys either. And it was <laughs> just like, all right, man, like, you know what? I kind of love, kind of love it. And this kind of leads me to, I want to make a rant about the lions real quick. Sure. Uh, it, it was still a fun week 18. I mean, the fact that we had a game that might have mattered going into week 18 was a really big step for lions fans. No, that's fair. Uh, we're nine. We finished nine and eight. We beat the Packers and took them out of the playoffs. And we have a top six pick. There's worse ends to the season for the Lions. Like this is probably like the twelfth best season end for the Lions in franchise history. <laughs> and fourth best in your lifetime. <laughs> oh, easily. Yeah, this is a top three for me. They've made the playoffs like uh, no, this is yeah fourth. Literally, <laughs> they've made the playoffs three times. <laughs> no, it's fun. I mean, and I love the the stuff that Dan Campbell said about. You know, yeah, we're out, but who cares? We don't want them to go in either. And then Kirby Joseph after the game tweeting the same thing. Hey, we're not going to the playoffs and neither are you, Aaron. Like, it's awesome for the players. It's awesome for the rivalry. It's awesome for the sport. You know what irks me? And maybe I'm a spoiled fan. I'm a, I'm a Giants fan. I know the last 10 years haven't been good, but I can't complain about the team I've watched for the last 40 years. I don't get Lions fans celebrating so hard that the Packers were eliminated while they also were eliminated. It's weird to me. <laughs> so, okay. So I can say this because I'm a Lions and Yankees fans, which is weird enough, but I understand both sides of winning and not being good now. Sure. So like when you win all the time, you just expect it. And it's kind of just about something when you're not winning for the Lions. Like I just said, this might've been the 12th best season in franchise history. They mm -hmm. don't know how to act. It's like teenagers when they get drunk. You can't expect them to know how to handle their booze. I mean, that's just, they're new to it. They have no idea what to do. It's like Ricky Bobby. Like, I don't know what to do with my aunt. It's a lifetime of Lions fans that do not know how to win. No, I, I mean, I get that, and I can appreciate that, but you're a Yankees fan. Just because the Lions don't know how to win, you know how to win as a fan. Like, you know what it's like to watch a successful team. When the Blue Jays don't make the playoffs as a Yankee fan, and the Yankees don't either, you don't give a crap. You're just nope. mad that the Yankees missed it. Yep. Yeah, completely. But that's because we've won before. The Lions don't win. I mean, like I always joke around, our Super Bowl is Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> it's why you're a fan of the team. I mean, it is literally why you're a fan of the team. Yeah, exactly. So it's one of those situations. Like, they just don't know how to act. I find it weirder when other teams who are eliminated care. Like, at least the Lions. So last night, like, it was cool. We beat the Packers. Fuck the Packers and fuck Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. We knocked them out of the playoffs. If we're not in, you guys can't be either. Fine. I think it's weird to celebrate it too much, but also I, I kind of get it. But I find it weird when other fan bases are excited who didn't make the playoffs. Like if the Browns fan, no, Browns played the Steelers. That's a bad example. If the Colts fans yesterday who had nothing to play for were stoked that the Titans missed the playoffs, like yeah, you, you had nothing to do with that. Oh, okay, I mean that's I get that. 
I agree with that on board. I just also think it's weird when the Lions fans do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Off topic, though, I think uh, Bears fans should be putting Lovey Smith in the Ring of Honor uh, in Chicago. <laughs> that was amazing. I fucking love Lovey Smith. I, I have to just talk about this now. I, I can't go on until we do. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I fucking love Lovey Smith. First off, the guy has the best beard of any coach in the league. We have beautiful. to acknowledge that. Beautiful, gray, full beard. He yeah. owns it, and it's just wonderful. Wonderful beard. He got this job, and we all knew at the beginning of the year, there's no way he's lasting here. No, it was a one-year job. Like He, he backed into it because of the whole... Um... Racist owner? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I was trying to think of the coach, Brian Flores. But yeah, I mean, he backed into it, and it was awkward from the beginning. But then you know he was – they told him before yesterday's game, hey, you're, you're not coming back, just as a heads up. Like, we're not – or he knew leaving that meeting that he wasn't most likely coming back. Oh, I disagree. I think he, I think he left that meeting and they said, make sure you lose this game and you can come back next year. Ah, uh, that's possible. Whatever and it is. And he was like, are you fucking kidding? Like, <laughs> all these dudes on the Texans, they don't give a shit about the first pick because if you're on a horrible team, odds are you're a fringe player. Right. You're just trying to stay in the league. You don't give a fuck. The Texans get the first pick next year. Great, because I'm playing in the arena league. Right, yes. Let me help them get somebody else who can take my spot on the team. No, those dudes are – they, and this is why we see these crazy Week 18 games all the time. They want – they need to – this is a showcase for them. They don't care about winning or losing. They care about making sure they're on a roster and have a paycheck next year. Yeah, exactly. And so Lovey Smith telling the ownership to go fuck itself and winning this game I, I like I said, the Bears fans, former Bears coach Lovey Smith, he should be in the Ring of Honor now. He just got them the first pick. <laughs> he should. I don't know a lot about the Bears coaching staff. I know it's all pretty new, but if they don't need a defense, if they need a defensive coordinator, it's time to give Lovey a call because that would be electric. <laughs> if they just need a new mascot, anything, just bring Lovey back. He should just be on this like the special assistant to the just coach. Shows like, he, <laughs> yeah, just shows up with a sweet beard. Uh, I want him to walk in like Roy Kent when he became the coach when he when he took the job in fifth episode last year or last season, and he just walks in the tunnel and the fans start noticing him, the players start noticing him, and they just start chanting. I just want that moment, that electricity. Yep. Oh, dude, if he came back for like uh, he he did like the opening coin toss at the Bears' first home game next year, the crowd's <laughs> gonna go ballistic. Now announcing special captain Lovey Smith. Yeah, <laughs> and the crowd goes apeshit. <laughs> Speaking of apeshit, though, did you see the Bills Stadium yesterday? After that kickoff, I mean, well, beforehand, it was an electric atmosphere. Beforehand, but... and then that kickoff return by Naeem Hines, 96 yards, first play in. And, and, one of... and on top of that, Shalin said after the game, in tears, that it turns out it had been three years and three months since the last kick return in Buffalo. Yeah. It what was the fuck? incredible. Uh, I, 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 yeah. Like... <laughs> I don't even know. Like I can't even put into words how insane that was to watch. It's and then like, to run it back another time in the game. I so I'm gonna go ahead and spoil it now for you when we do our picks later. The Bills are winning the Super Bowl. There's no fucking way these guys aren't winning it this year. Yeah. And I can see it now already. Damar Hamlin getting rolled out in a wheelchair, holding the trophy <laughs> to present it to the team when they win the oh dude, this story writes itself. This is a movie. It's it's unbelievable. We might have a disagreement about that. We'll get to that in a little bit. But it, it, good lord, was that just special? That that was New Orleans Saints returning to the Superdome after Katrina. Like that was the the 
game back, the game after the catastrophe that we will always remember. We will always remember that kickoff return. We talked last week about always remembering where we were when Hamlin passed out on the field. We're also always going to remember that kickoff return. Yeah, those are the things that stick out in your mind. That was an electric crowd is unlike anything else there is left in this world because everything is on social media. Everything is everywhere. Nobody watches anything at the same time anymore. An electric crowd at a sporting event is still the best thing there is going in the world right now. And Buffalo is about as good as it gets. So yeah, that and was they're just... one of the top teams. So week 18 is in the books. The playoffs are about to start. Uh, for those of you following us on Twitter, you saw we went 0 for 6 in our scheduling predictions. So make sure to keep following us for all those great predictions. Uh, crushing it as always, Shark. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Crushed it. Hey, I did end that with, we don't know what we're doing, so don't listen to us. So, I mean, I got that part right. Yeah, in fact, we're like the Dr. Nick from the Simpsons of sports predictions. We sort of know sports, sure. We had the right sport, so we were on track. Yeah, so I'm going to go through the actual schedule that is nothing like the one we predicted. Um, And let's talk about the games and the the spreads. So Saturday's kicking off. uh, The early Saturday game, the one nobody's going to want to watch is the Niners and Seahawks. Uh, Niners are favored by 10 right now. What do you think? I'm still shocked that this is the game. I actually was trying to remember when the last time an NFC game was the first game of playoff weekend. I always feel like it's obscure AFC South teams or the Bengals or, or the Texans. Ravens. Yeah. yeah, like it's just always been that way. And, and I always just assume it's because the NFC has just older franchises and storied rivalries and those games get bigger draws. But I, I, I don't know. This is... The Seahawks can't beat the 49ers, I don't think, right? Not in San Francisco, I can't imagine. The Niners should easily crush them. I mean, 10 and a half points is a lot, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if they'll cover. I I don't think they'll beat them by 10 because it's a division rival playoff game. That was the one thing. By four, five, six, seven in that window. I was going to say the one thing I I was going to touch on was that it's a divisional game. And in the playoffs, you just, you never know when two division opponents get together. They've got that familiarity. They've already played two times. They know each other. They hate each other. Like, it would not completely shock me if the Seahawks won, but this Niners team is built for a deep playoff run. This is a playoff football team. Well, here, I'm going to say it like this. If you had told me, without knowing anything about the 49ers right now, that Geno Smith was going into San Francisco and that he wasn't – and that he had a chance to, to beat the Niners, I'd be like, holy shit, that doesn't make any sense. But he's playing Brock Purdy, who's literally played four games in his career now, five. Yeah, he's never lost, though. No, but he's never lost, but it's I a saw weird, th- weird quarterback matchup. It's it's definitely the weirdest one that we have, especially since the AFC is loaded with just superstar quarterbacks. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> and, 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 Skyler, and Skyler Thompson. <laughs> well, I, I included him as a superstar. His name is Skyler. <laughs> but <laughs> it's just it, – it, this is not a matchup anybody could have predicted. I don't want to interrupt real quick, but I just got a news alert. So let's get a live instant reaction. The Arizona Cardinals just fired Cliff Kingsbury, and their GM is stepping away from the team as well. Didn't those dudes just sign Wait. deals through like 2047? I think so. Like they were a package deal and then they came in and they, they were flashy in the first year and they got like an extra deal on top of it. Yeah. But that team's been a mess. I, I, this doesn't surprise me at all. No, but also at, all. at the same time, this is not the plan that the Cardinals had a year or two ago. Not at all. But I think this was a simple, 
I have a feeling that the GM, and this is just instant reaction to this. I feel like the GM and coach were like, Kyler's got to go or we have to go. And the owner was like, fuck it, you guys can go. I can replace coaches and GMs a lot easier. Yeah. And I mean, listen, we the NFL is a recycle it league. So these dudes are they're gonna get another chance. And maybe Cliff goes back to college and rebuilds his name and then comes back in a couple years. The GM will get another chance. Freaking Dave Gettleman has been a GM three times. Like so they're fine. Oh. They probably were like, Oh, my bad on that contract. Let's just go somewhere else where we're not tied to Kyler. Yeah, they're definitely gonna go. I could see Cliff doing TV for a year or two because he's still relatively young that yeah. like he's got likable and and the farther away from the game he gets, the more money they'll get tossed at him because people start stop remembering this terrible season. And that's what happens. They 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 stop. Every coach is bad. Every coach has a bad year, and then they move on from that. And he'll be back. Everybody gets another chance. I mean, Sean Payton's the hottest fucking commodity in coaching now. Like, if you would have said that the last year, last year it would have been like, eh, Sean Payton's getting old. Yeah, it- a year away. Everybody wants him. Everybody wants him. Everybody's requesting. Everyone's talking about Jim Harbaugh again, too. Every single season, we go through the Jim Harbaugh exercise. Like, it's this is what we do. And, and sometimes it works out. Sometimes you look at what the Lions are building with Campbell, what the Giants are building with Dable, and a bunch of other teams. And it's like, find the fresh one. Yeah. But I guess I, when you try the fresh one with Kingsbury and it doesn't work, then you have to go the opposite direction. Yeah. I think you'd have to bring in somebody like veteran presence coach. Like, so, like, I almost think a retreat, Lovey Smith should go there. Yeah, there you go. Everybody Lovey loves would him. be good. Yeah, yeah how could you not? Guy, guy's lovable. But, yeah, that's crazy. We'll have to talk more about this as we get learn more over the next week. But back to the uh, games itself. Yeah. So you have you have the Niners winning, as do I. I have the Niners uh, winning. Yeah, I don't see it going the other way. But I'm excited, more excited, sneaky excited to watch it. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, on, on that, Gino got all three and a half million dollars of incentives in his contract because they made the playoffs this year. I love it. Good for Gino, man. I'm just happy for him. Like, yeah. He just seems like a good guy. Yeah, he does. And it, it's even funnier because the Jets lost, what, six in a row, seven in a row <laughs> to end the year, and they wish they had Gino. Yep, seven and four to seven and ten. Classic Jets, man. Um, so the Saturday night game is, I think this is going to be one of the more fun ones on the slate. Uh, the Chargers Jaguars chargers are minus one on the road. This is a good game. This is, I thought this was going to be the Monday night football game. I was convinced it was NFL has a scheduling thing where the Monday night game in the playoffs has to be the four versus five matchup. This way they can set the next week's schedule ahead of time. I was convinced they were never putting Brady and Cowboys on Monday night. I was wrong again. Um, I did call that. You did. You were on this one. So, you know, good good on you. Even a broken clock is right twice. But the Jaguars Chargers played in week three. It was a really exciting high-scoring game. Jaguars won that one. Um, This is Trevor Lawrence's debut. He's got to do better than he did against the Titans, though, because if that was who he is under pressure, this is not going to be a tough game for the Chargers. No, I – I'm picking the Jags. Uh, I, I'm in. I'm picking the Jags based solely on the. I think their defense is better than the Chargers' defense, and I think that's what it's going to come down to. I think the Jaguars' defense can play at least like try to limit Herbert and them. Who are good? Mike Williams is hurt now, though. I, Keenan Allen is a is a strong wind away from a torn hamstring at all times. Always I there. just, I just feel like the Jags. This is their time. Doug Peterson's a good coach. I feel good about the Jags. Um, getting this win. I mean, they're going to get demolished in the next round, but I think that they get this win, and I could actually see the Chargers, if this is an ugly loss, firing Staley. I mean, I think 
Daly has got to go. I don't think he's right. And I think that their success is kind of screwing the long-term development of Herbert. But I think the Chargers are going to win this game. I disagree. I think they've been playing better down the stretch. I think they've had one of those years where everything has gone wrong. And all year long, we've counted them out. But they just kept winning. And they, they you know, they got finished with 11 wins or 10 or 11 wins. The Jaguars don't have a home field advantage. And I always look at that in the playoffs. Yep. And I don't see this as a, a big advantage for them. I think that Herbert is better than Lawrence. I think the Jaguars' offense is – I think the Jaguars' team is better. And, you know, a little sneak preview, I just think that we are set up for a Chargers-Chiefs round two game. Interesting. So I'm so, taking the Chargers. All right, good. So we're on the opposite side of that one. I will say uh, there's always a screwy game that you're shocked by the outcome, and I just don't see it in any of the other, other games this weekend. That's what made me – that was my final, like, okay, I'm going to go with the Jag. I think there's, and this may be a, a, my homer in me, but I think there's one game where people would be shocked by the outcome on Sunday that is actually within the realm of possibility. Uh, yeah, I, I have thought long and hard about that one too. Um, we'll get to yeah. that in a minute. Yeah, moving on to Sunday, we have the Dolphins against the Bills who are 10 and a half point favorites. Honestly, I feel like that's low. <laughs> if, if, if Tua doesn't play, I don't know that anybody has to actually watch this game. Can they, play, they can't play Tua. They can't put him back in this season. He he can't. I mean, even Teddy Bridgewater, I guess, could make it worth tuning into. But with Tua, they can actually the Dolphins can actually win this game. Like if he they, could, to, they could hang. I bet you that spread would be probably closer to like three and a half if yeah. Tua was playing. Which I is weird because I don't think he's a seven point difference himself. I don't either, but this team was on track. They were eight and three before he got hurt. Like, yep. they're not a seven seed. They're way better than a seven seed. They just don't have a quarterback. Um, no. But we talked about the atmosphere in Buffalo, and, and you know the Jaguars don't have a home field advantage. The Bills do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that uh, they're probably a little bummed that it's the early game on Sunday. Imagine this is the Saturday night game, and you know, nighttime cold football playoffs, Buffalo. But it doesn't matter. It's going to be electric. The I don't think they can do that. I don't think they can do it to the city of Buffalo for the sheer fact that these guys, these guys are going to be out there drinking starting at the same time, whether it's a day <laughs> game or a night game. I think just for the safety of like the city of Buffalo, they need to be played during the day. <laughs> I, that's a very good point. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think the Bills are going to run away with this game. I'd be shocked if the score is thirty-five-seven. I won't be shocked. Like uh, Skylar Thompson starting this, this is a joke of a game. This is the biggest blowout potential. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, yep. It's most likely. I, this is the game where if my wife is trying to say, hey, we really need to get a couple things done and we just can't watch six playoff games. We can't watch football that long. First of all, I have serious questions about her commitment as a fan. But if we're going to go with that, this is the game I'm giving up. Well, that's when you file the divorce papers, and I'm pretty sure that no court would side with her. No, <laughs> like, wait, what do you mean you don't want to watch the playoffs? It's, what else are we <laughs> going to do in January? Come on, man. Yeah. This is awkward. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're both on the Bills. We got that one. So the next game is the one that I'm sure you're going to be definitely sitting down to watch, which is yes. the Giants-Vikings, and the Vikings are favored by three. What do you I, think? I am so excited. I actually – this is interesting. Before we get into it, I want to take you back to something we kind of predicted potentially this game a few weeks ago. And take a listen to what we both said. The Vikings, uh, you know what? I think they're they're actually. I think they have the highest potential to be upset in week uh, in the first round of the playoffs. Say they're the say they're the two seed, three yeah. seed, somewhere in that window, and they end up playing a team like the Lions, 
and I know this is my fandom, but the Lions play the Vikings well. Well, and here's the thing. We see this at least once every year. Whoever that six or seven seed is, they've been playing must-win football for a month. Like, they're yeah. going in with all the momentum. I mean, how many times has the Super Bowl champion come from down there? It happens once or twice a decade. Uh, yeah. So I, I completely buy that if it's the Lions. If it's a team like the Giants or the Commanders, that game we watched last night, I don't care who their opponent is. I don't. Those two teams can't beat anybody in the playoffs. They are not built for playoff football. So do you feel differently now than you did then? <laughs> I'm a fan. I'm full of hope. Of course the Giants have a chance to win this game. Like that was, uh, that was coming off that tie against the Commanders on Sunday night. Or, uh, I don't remember if that was the Sunday night game, but it was just a debacle. They looked terrible. After that, we had that Week 15 game between the Giants and Vikings where the Vikings won on a last-second 61-yard field goal. I think it's naive to think that the Giants don't have a chance, but they are not close to the same caliber team as the Minnesota Vikings. No, and you know, it's funny. The 61-yard walk-off field goal has been the uh, go-to game plan for the Vikings this year. So, I mean, they they followed the script exactly. (laughs) They know how to win close games. I mean, you said that they were most likely to be upset in round one. Do you still feel that way? I do still feel that way. I'm actually torn on this game. Um, I could see the Vikings losing because Kirk Cousins isn't good during these type games. And I I love Justin Jefferson as much or more than anyone else on earth. That's Um, true. I think I would say more, including more than Justin Jefferson himself. Oh yeah. No question. I've been riding with him from day one. Uh, I'm all in on Justin Jefferson. He has had some of the worst body language the last few weeks. Like I think he wants to stab Kirk Cousins. (laughs) He's over him. He needs a new quarterback and he needs, the Vikings better figure Kirk. that out because he's not going to stick around if they don't. Oh, no. I can we can talk about that. that in March. Yeah. Yeah. I can already see the holdout building. I'm not looking forward to that conversation about, Oh, do you think Justin Jefferson is going to play this year? Yeah. Um, it's coming. Yeah. I could already see that. Uh, that's not going to be fun, but so I'm still sticking with the Vikings right now, but it's not because I think they're good at winning. I just have a, I just don't trust. I don't trust the not the the, the nameless wide receivers on the Giants. I don't trust <laughs> like these guys don't even have name tags. I think it's um, offensive to say that Isaiah Hodgins doesn't have a name. He clearly has a name. I just said it out loud. Now everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knew before that. Like Danny, Danny Dines is introducing himself to the wide receivers every week. Like, hey, are you new here? Uh, let's try this. All right, you suck too. Moving on. Because so I think about it this way. If I'm the Vikings, I am literally making Danny Dimes beat me with his arm. I am rushing eight to ten guys on every single play. You want to beat me, Saquon, you and Danny Dimes are not the ones that are doing it. Richie James, you can beat me. It's the right strategy. The thing is, you have to get him because he ran for almost 800 yards this year. I I, I think that people underestimate how – I'm not calling him Jalen Hurts or anything like that. He's gazelle-like. But but he he will (laughs) – if you blitz and the first guy misses, he will turn it into six yards. He does yeah. that every time. Yeah, I'm talking if, if I'm playing against him, I'm making him stay in the pocket. I'm doing yeah. that move where I'm keeping him in the pocket. You're not yeah. getting out. Like, good luck. Throw it. If you keep him in the pocket, the Vikings are winning this game. And they're winning it pretty handily because the Giants will not score more than 14 to 16 points. No, I think this is going to be like a 17-14 type game because I think Kirk Cousins is terrible when it matters. And the Giants aren't that talented. They've done more with less than any other team in the league this year. Yeah, I'm taking the Vikings on this one. Uh, I my heart says take the Giants. The superstition, super, superstitious side of me. 
ever pick the Giants in the playoffs because you're jinxing yourself. So some of this may be rooted in ulterior motives, but I'm taking the Vikings on this one. No, but I will go ahead and say this would be my least shocking upset of the weekend if it happened. I think it's going to be a really good game. It may, yeah. be, it may not be a really good traditional game. There's some high-scoring offense fans that are going to be a little let down by it, but I think this is going to be a really entertaining game. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to watch it. I know it'll be a little more nerve-wracking for you guys. So, um, so the next game, that Sunday night game, this has a lot depending on it, but it's ravens Bengals. Is Lamar going to play? Uh, let's assume Lamar is healthy and playing because that's why they've kept him out for five weeks on a three-week injury. If he's playing, this is the best game of the weekend. Yep. It, it's the best matchup. And it's, but you just said it. It's a three week injury. And we've heard nothing, nothing at all. And if you're Lamar, if you're not 100% healthy and you're about to enter contract negotiations, do you risk it? Like, do you, do you put your body out there knowing that you may actually further aggravate thing and just, let's just say it, end your career? Well, you have to think of it this way the immediate, Immediate decision in his mind is if I get hurt, they won't franchise tag me. The franchise tag is $45 million. So yeah. this decision, if he's not healthy, you do not play because that is $45 million that is coming your way, guaranteed. Right. But if These you're the negotiations. But if you're the Ravens, do you franchise tag $45 million to a dude who hasn't finished the season in three years? I think you have to. I mean, I mean they're, they're not good without him, but do you have to, or do you move on? Do you reset? The problem is if they're going to keep John Harbaugh, you can't fully reset. They've built this entire team and fun. Like the fundamentals of this team are built around Lamar. Yeah. Man, so it does this, not work when he's not there. No. So you would need, a, which also I got to tell you, his injury has really shown how unique of a talent he is. Mm-hmm. That, like, there's no emulating, there's no trying, there's nobody can do both things as well as he can. You can do no, one or the other. No, they need a standard, like, complete opposite backup quarterback. Like, stop trying to get someone who could step in and replace him and just bring in Andy Dalton and say, listen, if he gets hurt again, we're just going to try and win West Coast offense 17-point games. Like, yep, just exactly. completely change it. Yeah, because they have a, the defense to do that. Um so I do think this game's going to be fun. I think the Bengals are – I think the Bengals – the, the storylines in the NFL, I think, rule everything. And I think the Bengals are going to win because it will set up a very interesting Bengals-Bills game next week. Um, yeah, I, right, I think Bengals are winning. I'm right there with you. I don't see – even if Lamar plays, I don't see the Ravens actually winning this game. These Bengals have a chip on their shoulders. Did you see Joe Burrow's press conference yesterday when they asked him about taking advantage of his Super Bowl window? And he was just like, my Super Bowl window is while I'm playing. Like, that dude is a winner. Like, that's yeah. it. Like, And I, I don't know yet that I'm at a point where I can, I can pull against – or I can bet against Joe Burrow in the playoffs. I'm not sure that's actually a smart thing until we see him – really truly lose a game i would really need to see like fully healthy fully fresh lamar doing 2019 lamar things yeah but i don't know if that's still there that's not coming even if he it's not coming this weekend no i I just don't think so maybe maybe next year but i I just don't see it um so yeah we're both in on the Bengals. i think they're gonna win i think it'll be by a field goal not six and a half but i I think they're gonna take it i think Um, the Bengals might i think this might be another pretty big blowout Sunday might not be that fun of a day in all fairness, but Bengals. 
No, the Giants-Vikings, at least we know, is going to end on a walk-off field goal for either team because neither one of them ever wins any other way. No, that's um, coming down to the end. The other two games might not be that entertaining. Yep. And then so we're left with Monday Night Football, the game I predicted would be there. And Cowboys, <laughs> Cowboys uh, minus three against the Bucks. America's team versus Tom Brady. I mean, this is the yeah. best matchup. This is the one that everybody wants to see. This is the ratings monster. I think yeah. that's why they did Monday Night Football because last year was what Rams cards and nobody gave a shit. Yep. I think hey. this is how they're trying to get the Monday Night Football audience for the playoffs. They got to do something. Otherwise, people are going to grow tired of it and say, just stop doing Monday Night Playoffs. So I, I get that. Um, I said a couple of weeks ago, I did not think this Buccaneers team was good enough to win in the playoff game. That was before I knew for sure that they were playing the Cowboys. I heard a stat the other day. The Cowboys this year are one and four on grass, and they finished 11 and one on, on artificial services. Like they're slower on grass, and Tampa's got a natural grass field. You know, they're going to lean into that advantage. You know, Brady's going to pick them apart, and, and dude's completing 30 passes a game every week. I'm taking the Bucks. I'm going against myself. So, I actually, I, I'm picking the Cowboys despite my assumption that neither team is going to win this game. I feel like they both are going to find ways to lose this. Like, I don't think the Cowboys are going to are going to win because they're kicking ass. I think they're going to win because Tom Brady throws a terrible interception or two. I think, I think they win like almost by default. I can see it. I mean, listen, round one, Tom Brady has had a lot of clunkers in his career. Because he doesn't usually play round one. In New England, he was always getting the bye. Whenever he played a round one, that was when he would lose those weird games to the Ravens or to the Titans. And so I could see it. I just, Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott against Tom Brady. I cannot pick Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott against Tom Brady. I just can't do it. No, this goes, so this also goes back. Part of my reason for picking is there has to be a road winner at some point in, the, in this round. Sure. And and so far every game I picked is the home team winning. So that was my final uh going with the Cowboys. No, that makes sense. I took the Chargers and I was uncomfortable that I went home team in 5 out of 6, but yeah. I just it, it feels like a chalk round 1 for the most part. So we'll see how wrong we both are in a couple yeah, of days. Yeah, exactly. We will be. But uh so okay, so this leaves us with our matchups now. Uh for our prediction for our little competition you and I have going. This is uh, – let's do the AFC first, and then we'll do the NFC. Yeah. So, so the way mine broke down was Chiefs-Jags and then Bills-Bangles. Yours was Chiefs-Chargers, Bills-Bangles. Yep. Okay. So take me through the rest of your bracket. Take me through who's winning the uh, AFC, each matchup, and then the, the conference title. Sure thing. So Chiefs-Chargers I, – I mean, Patrick Mahomes owns the AFC West. Um, it doesn't matter if it was the Jaguars or the Chargers to me. Patrick Mahomes is not – losing unless he plays Josh Allen or Joe Burrow. Like, I feel like those are the only two quarterbacks in the league at this point that are going to give him a loss. Um, so I'm taking the chiefs in an easy game. I am so excited for the potential of bills versus Bengals. I think the yep. Bengals are getting a little bit screwed on that. I don't know why the league was so quick to do a coin toss for the AFC championship, but just said, nah, we're going to let the bills take the home game against the Bengals, even though, if that game had played in week 16 or 17 and the Bengals won, Bengals would have had the two seed. So I feel like the Bengals, yeah, I think they got a little screwed. You're talking about, you you said earlier that this is a magic script. The the bills are going all the way. I said before, I don't know that I can bet against Joe Burrow yet. I'm taking the Bengals to, and it just feels like a Buffalo thing to do to have all these assumptions. And this is it. And this is the year. And this is the perfect storm. 
and then they lose. And I feel so bad for those fans, but I'm not betting against they, Joe Burrow. They've, I think lost, have... they, they've <laughs> lost enough in the past. They, they know how to handle it. They're good. They're fine. Yeah, but, yeah they know uh, how to handle this. I, I got Chiefs versus Bengals in a rematch of last year's AFC Championship. This time, though, I think the Chiefs are prepared. And even though the Bengals kind of own them, three and Joe Burrow's 3-0 and against them in their career, I think Andy and Patrick have been preparing for this game all year. I think the Chiefs win a really fantastic nail-biter. So I got okay. the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. All right. So uh, I was looking at mine. I, I have Chiefs-Jags. Honestly, you could tell me it's the Jags and Chargers combined into one team. I would still take the Chiefs. Yep. Um, I think that's – you could just put the Chiefs in the, in the AFC title game now, just save everybody some time. Um, I also had Bills Bengals and I'm going Bills on this one. I, like I said, I think the story is there. I think this is finally the year. I think it happens. I think it, cause this put then puts the chip on the shoulder for the Bengals who will come back and win the Super Bowl next year because they're pissed off. If it's Bills Bengals, this is, that's the, the three or four o'clock on Sunday afternoon game next weekend, oh, right? Like 100%. there's no two ways about it. 100%. Yeah. Um, that, that's a given. Um, so that I, I have Chiefs Bills. I think because the league set it up, there's going to be a neutral site. There's going to be complaints from everyone. Um, like I said, it's storyline. It's stuff for ESPN to talk about. It's stuff for us to talk about. Yep. Um, so I have Chiefs Bills in a neutral zone, a neutral uh, field. And I have the Bills winning, man. I have the Bills going in the uh, Super Bowl this year. I would love it. I mean, I'm hoping that you're right and I'm not right, but God, that would just be fun. It's been almost 30 years since they made the Super Bowl. Josh Allen deserves it. That city deserves it. Yeah. The crowd would be, uh, they, okay. So here's a question for you. Say it is the neutral field. Who has more fans there? Oh, Buffalo. Although, I mean, Kansas city has got a pretty damn good fan base though. They travel well, but I think it's, 60 40 bills i i think it is i think it depends on where it is too you and i were talking about this offline and i said watch out sneakily for atlanta with the dome in the southeast it's about 12 hours away from both cities and you were mentioning sofi uh, yeah, stadium I, right yeah i think sofi because they built that stadium with the idea of having nfl offices there yeah i, I feel like they're just going to be that's their go-to for everything and that stadium knowing that they have two teams who potentially would have been available they wouldn't have blocked it to sell like a concert or anything. So no, I'm that's pretty fair. certain that'll be available. No, I, I mean, I think it's the same thing. Atlanta should be available because even though the Falcons sucks, they're still not going to block off playoff, you know, weekends. Um, I don't know if it's LA, I guess technically Kansas city's closer. So maybe that balances things out. I feel like Indiana is the log or Indianapolis is the logical choice. It's halfway between the two of them. But I, I think I've read somewhere that they already said they're out. <laughs> they're not willing to do that. No, I feel like the league loves using the uh, Ford Field for it, for the Lions, but I don't know if that's fair because I think it's so much closer to Buffalo. It's too close to Buffalo. I think you could use Cincinnati, but if Cincinnati loses to Buffalo, they're going to be like, no, nope. Yeah, not like, you guys can fuck all the way off. Yeah, plus <laughs> you know the NFL is salivating at the thought of the two of them playing each other in a dome. And yep. no weather, no anything, which I don't like. We've conversation before i hate domes but the nfl wants like no no other factors Just... no they want a 45 41 yeah final right that's what they're shooting for yeah so okay so you have the chiefs in i have the bills in and then what's your nfc bracket looking like so the nfc eagles are playing the four i went straight chalk eagles are playing the four seed buccaneers and then two versus three 49ers versus vikings um 
I really struggled with the Vikings beating the Giants. I can't take them to beat the 49ers in San Francisco. Brock Purdy is about to win his second playoff game. Uh, Kind of of the same thing. I struggled with the Buccaneers. I'm only picking them because they're playing the Cowboys. So that said, I don't think that they can go into Philadelphia and beat that team. So I'm going chalk again and sure to be wrong. I've got the Eagles versus 49ers. This time, though, I'm taking the rookie quarterback. I think the 49ers defense can shut down Jalen Hurts. Like, I think they're built for that type of game. So we had relatively similar outcomes. So I had Eagles, Cowboys, and Vikings, Niners. Uh, I think Eagles destroy the Cowboys. Um, And then I think the Niners just stomp all over the Vikings. I actually think the NFC games will not be that fun to watch to begin with. Yeah. Um, So that's the uh, Eagles, Niners, like you said, same reason that I think the Niners are going to uh, are going to beat the Seahawks. They can just lock you up. They can just put you where they want. Their defense is fast. They have the linebackers to keep up. They have the ends. I just don't see the them losing to the Eagles. So I can't believe I'm doing the same. I'm picking up Brock Purdy to go to the Super Bowl. Which before we decide <laughs> the Super Bowl, I have to I have to bring this up. Okay, Brock Purdy makes the Super Bowl. Yep. What the fuck do the Niners do now? Uh, there's a part of me that picked the 49ers because I just want to see that scenario play out. I, it, it's the chaos scenario. I, you, you can't get rid of him if he brings them to the Super Bowl, right? Like you have to give him the job next year, but also I feel like he would still potentially be only their third choice. <laughs> Which is insane. I almost feel like you have to bring, give him the job to start next year yeah. and just play it off that Lance isn't ready. Yeah. And I mean, Jimmy G's gone happens. in that scenario. Jimmy G's gone. I think Jimmy G's gone either way if the Niners win a couple of playoff games. I think either yeah. way Jimmy G's done. Because no, why keep him when you have Brock Purdy for a tenth of the price? They keep talking about he might he might come back, he might be okay to play in a week or two. Like if the 49ers are still playing in a week or two, and at that point Brock Purdy, he's five and zero in the regular season and now one or two and zero in the playoffs, could you give the job back to Jimmy G? It's like Tom Brady and Drew Bledsoe, except not at all like Tom Brady and Drew Bledsoe. Like, you, you can't do that. No, you can't. And on top of that, they would save so much money at the quarterback position. They'd be able to pay a lot more of their guys that they want to keep. Then it's mm-hmm. like, okay, great. We can pay the Debos. We can pay Ayuk. Uh, we can pay CMC. Like, you can give the money that you need to just keep this afloat for another few years because your quarterbacks are on rookie deals. <laughs> but uh, also, how do you feel if you're a Jets fan watching this? It's like that team has been trying to find a quarterback forever. And the 49ers just <laughs> randomly choose a dude with the Niners last pick in the three. draft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just another scenario. Like Jets, Jets are, I don't know what to do. Like the Lions are always bad, but the Jets find like new and inventive ways to be bad. It's impressive. Whereas, like, the Lions are just terrible, and they're finally coming out of it. But, like, the Jets every year find, like, a new inventive way to kick their fans in the nuts. It's really something. Thank God, growing up in Jersey, I became a Giants, not a Jets fan. Thank you, yeah, thank you, Mom. Yeah, that would have been a rough one. So, so we're so in mine, it sounds like we have uh, almost the same Super Bowl. I have Bills Niners, the rookie yeah. quarterback stepping up against Josh Allen. What a great week of stories. Uh, the the seventh round, Mr. Irrelevant becoming Mr. Relevant, uh, the DeMar Hamlin angle, the the Bills finally back. Is Josh Allen the best quarterback in the league now? Uh, these storylines are just all there. Yep. All there. Uh, so that's always what I look for in my Super Bowl is the great storylines. Kyle Shanahan, is he really the genius? He brought a, no, brought a seventh round pick to the Super Bowl. Like These stories just write themselves. And uh, on that, I'm picking the Bills. Nice. 
I'm, I'm yeah. very, very similar. I got Chiefs, but um, instead of Bills, and then I got against the 49ers. My championship pick is also driven by a storyline, but it's driven by one that no one has yet started talking about. But that's that we've got Mahomes, who already has a Super Bowl. We got Allen, we got Burrow, and we're just talking about how elite and insane these three are and how many championships are they going to win. But Mahomes lost the Super Bowl two years ago. Burrow lost the Super Bowl last year. I think we're maybe moving into this time where we're only a year or two away from saying, wait, when is one of them going to actually win another Super Bowl? I'm taking the 49ers to win the Super Bowl. Wow. With the rookie quarterback. Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy <laughs> title. I just, I mean, Kyle Shanahan is really, really good. I, I know that he's got a loaded roster. I still think he should be coach of the year. He's on his third string quarterback and they just don't lose. Um, that defense is insane. And I just, I know that Andy Reid got his one Super Bowl, but I still don't trust him in the biggest, biggest spot. So I got the Niners. That'll be interesting. So I have the Bills, you have the Niners. So we'll see who's actually right. Uh, whoever, if it's that Super Bowl, whoever lines up, if we both have Niners and the other one's got the other team, they're pieing first round at Disney. Yeah. Uh, so that's our big wager on this uh, playoff bracket. It's I'm super excited for Browns. Hell yeah. Or it's going to be Eagles versus Bengals. And we're both yep. just going to be incredibly wrong. <laughs> yeah. Somehow we're going to actually go like 0 and 8 on predictions for this. Yeah. It's going to be super impressive. So what do we um, do? Yeah. We're going to do weekly picks, right? So next week, no matter what the matchups are, we'll do those picks and add them to how we did this week. And then we've got our bracket. So we'll monitor both things side by side. Yeah, we'll monitor both so we can see who knew more or actually who if either one of us got anything right. Um, I'm excited. So, yeah, I can't wait to see the ineptitude in action. Uh, but it'll be fun. So uh, I'm excited for the playoffs. I'm excited for this to get going. And yeah, let's go. Football. Love it. Love it. And if you guys have made it this far, thanks for listening to Shark and the Hammer with Shammer Sports. Uh, we rely on word of mouth for this. So if you'd like to tell your friends, share it, subscribe to our podcast anywhere, Apple, Spotify, give us five stars. We are the voice of a dad nation. Come listen to us. We want to be here. We want to talk to you about what's going on. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next week.